unnecessary, tight, stressful game against the Detroit Pistons. Last game of a road trip, right? Those, you know, those games are never easy. Um, no game on the road is really um, easy, but, you know, Detroit's a team you should have especially been able to handle. It should not have taken the minute load that it did for AD and LeBron to get this one. And, you know, the team has a bunch of just pieces that, you know, don't fit properly. It has roster, you know, issues and which we are, I believe, compounding with the lineups that we're playing. Um, but, you know, they do get a win. They go three and three in the road trip, which I think if you asked me before the Milwaukee game, probably would have taken that, right? Probably would have taken a three and three road trip with the teams that they were playing, um, a Cleveland team that was really good at home two of the games on the trip without Anthony Davis, basically with him going out with like eight minutes playing against Cleveland. And then obviously the Lakers punted the Toronto game. Um, So three and three on the road trip, 11 and 15. Again, like there's just, it's really tough to kind of battle back when you start so slow and the schedule, like there's no five easy games. You know, that's not how the NBA works. There's no point in the schedule where this just gets easy or where like you know there's just a stretch of games where you're going to be favored in all of them and it just doesn't happen like we have boston and denver coming up boston the best team in the league currently after losing um against golden state i believe they play the clippers tomorrow so they'll be on a back-to-back um the lakers go three and three and you know i think this road trip and just from tonight i think uh i think it's really kind of cemented um anthony davis being kind of the best player on the team, at least, you know, I think it was up and down, but I think this road trip has kind of cemented that. And I wanted to start there. I think Anthony Davis has hit a superstar spot, like to where uh, tonight he had, he finished with 34 points, um, 15 rebounds and uh, seven assists. I think he had seven assists at halftime or something, uh, five assists at halftime. So only two after the second half, but 80s has kind of hit this point, and you'll see this with a lot of stars all around the league. Um, if you flip through League Pass, go watch a Milwaukee game when they play a team like Detroit or they play a Charlotte team. You'll see, you'll think like Giannis doesn't really have very much going on, and you'll look at his stat line, you're like 32, 12, and 8. And that's kind of that superstar sweet spot, I believe, that AD is kind of getting into. Um, and you saw tonight, I mean, he was on cruise control. Sadly, the rest of his team was too especially on defense, but you could tell there was just not a lot of engagement, just kind of let me get through this game, let me do just enough, and the whole team kind of mirrored this um, in terms of their investment in the game. Very much a let's just do the minimum required to win, which is not something you really want to see from a team that's 10 and 15 coming into the night, but, you know, these are human stars, players, whatever. Like you, That's kind of going to be their take on a game where it's like the last game of the road trip, but I think that's really, really encouraging um, to see AD, you know, so a lot of people were telling me as well that they don't even remember Anthony Davis getting the ball that much. And that's kind of the point, right? I mean, he was 12 for 18 tonight. Uh, Detroit had no answers uh, for him, honestly. I mean, they had Bogdanovich switched on him. They had Isaiah Stewart, I think, as like the main guy. Uh, Jalen Duran, uh, a rookie center who, who I like a lot. But I mean, just doesn't have the, you know, the experience plus the strength to kind of stay with AD. And I thought he just got whatever he wanted. Um, He was a, you know, plus seven on the night. He was, uh, I was worried about the, you know, lineups without him, but, you know, he's kind of reaching this level that I think is just really important. And I think, you know, that 
that's to me what the road trip showed. I think that's what this kind of this game showed is like AD has reached that point where like he can have a 30 point night and it just not feel like it was even it was a good game obviously but it wasn't like a top game for him but the numbers are so gaudy that it feels like it right 34 15 seven assists only had one block but changed like a million uh he really you know uh when he gave the requisite effort um really shut down the paint um and Detroit you know they were bombing away from downtown I believe they hit yeah, they hit almost, they hit 38% of their threes. Um, so, uh, but yeah, AD, I think, you know, hitting that sweet spot and you saw tonight just all the, all the collection of moves he had. And I think like his health is starting to match his skill level, which is just really awesome. Plus his like athleticism and all that is kind of coming into play now. And, you know, the last few games, I think he's up at 30. Um, the Philly game was really frustrating. And still in that Philly game with the four fouls early, uh, he still finished, I believe, above 30 um, in a game that obviously went to overtime. His free throws are back to automatic. Take away that one free throw miss. I think he was like 13 for 13 from the line uh, before that, you know, one free throw miss. Um, and, you know, it's good to see that, you know, that be back to automatic. And I think mean, him just hitting this, like, sweet spot is, is so important for wherever the hell this team goes. And maybe they just go nowhere. And maybe this is just who they kind of are um, and, like, I think we have a lot of stuff to figure out. I think our closing lineup is just something we really have to decide. And a and, uh, really interesting note from tonight, Russell Westbrook did not play in the fourth quarter. Um, he, uh, Dennis Schroeder played the whole fourth quarter. Patrick Beverly came in with three minutes left, but it was pretty much, uh, it was pretty much Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves uh, for that whole fourth quarter. So a very interesting decision uh, from Darvin Ham. We'll get into a little bit, but... Um, um, 80, yeah, 80 hitting that superstar spot, hitting that, you know, that sweet spot that superstars are able to um, live in. LeBron, you know, did this forever, and I'm sure we'll we'll get back to this pretty uh, at some point this season, but where, like, he can have a 35-7-7 seven and seven game, and you just not even realize it while watching the flow of the game, and that's stuff that superstars do, and uh, 80 doing that with the two-way play, with the defensive uh, plays that he does. Um, that's huge for this team, and I, th I think that's like the biggest, like just grand takeaway from this road trip is that um, I think the baton is being handed. Maybe it's not being officially handed, but uh, I think the team is running more stuff through him. I think it's a very concerted effort to try to get him the basketball as much possibly as they could. You could see tonight. I think They really try to force feed him as much as they could. Um, and again, Detroit's a team that just doesn't have an answer for him. And uh, his, you know, his next step was the passing out of double teams. And I think you saw some of that as well. He had a play tonight where they doubled um, from the, you know, from the backside. And that's something that he really struggles with. And uh, you don't really want to teach players to jump pass. But, you know, he jumped because he knew where the pass was going. Uh, and hit, I believe, Dennis on the opposite side. They swung it to LeBron. And those are plays that, like, just weren't in his arsenal a year ago. That was, like, ability to not only read but then react uh, in a manner where you can still capitalize when the defense um, when the defense is broken down. So uh, those type of plays and, you know, those reads and stuff like that, you can see, like, his uh, – and just being able to be healthy, just getting a bunch of games in a row. Obviously, he had the COVID illness, but um, – 
I think Anthony Davis is a superstar is here at least for this season, and I think that should really kind of cater how we how the team moves and the moves that they make and you know their decision making behind that. I think it, sh- it should all kind of cater back to this from AD, and it's cool to see him kind of being that. And you can see the jumper, still not taking threes, but you know he hit a little behind the back step back mid range pull up, and that's just like a supplement to the inside dominant, right? So when he's like dominating inside and then he hits one of those little mid-range pull-ups, it's kind of just supplementing his inside game, which in, you know, before it was kind of the opposite where he'd have to like hit outside shots to kind of supplement his inside game, right? And I think, you know, that kind of flipping to where he's just focused, especially being a center full-time, being able to just attack down low. It's been it's been really cool to see him get to that sweet spot and – uh Watching it just develop was is really cool. So the Lakers again, 11, 11 and fifteen, not a good team at all yet. But um, I think Anthony Davis is is here to stay as that as that top level. Um, and then you know I think LeBron had his best kind of jump shooting game in a while. Again, like his good games are kind of forced on to whether he's hitting jump shots, which I think is a little dangerous place to live in. But that's kind of where we're at, and I think that's where LeBron's going to live at. He's not going to attack the rim uh with as much ferocity he only had again five free throws for him is pretty low when you kind of go back um to just how he generally plays but 14 for 24 a lot of mid-range pull-ups was obviously feeling it from the mid-range um and again Detroit doesn't really have a guy that can bother him I mean Bogdanovich and and all those guys are are just don't really bother LeBron and his shots but yeah he got it going and this was a good game to get it going Lakers play Boston up next so it's nice to at least get him into a rhythm, get him going, get his jumper going. Um, and it was, he was one for eight from three uh, in Philly. Um, and tonight, I believe he hits, uh, let's see, uh, he hit two for six, but most of those just mid range pull ups tonight and had his legs under him. Um, and I, you know, I still think, well, I'll get into it later, we still make life a little harder than I think we have to, but um, getting his jump shot going, I think, is, is extremely important because I think that's the type of player he's going to be this season. So, if LeBron's going to be a jump shooter, hopefully, you know, we can kind of make those a little bit more open. Uh, we can get him, you know, a little bit more catch-and-shoot attempts to where he doesn't have to create. I think in the high post is a great place that we've started to put him in. So, like, we're back to running just full high post action with him since we have so many guards. Um, and we'll have AD start out kind of in the outside corner. And then we'll have a, a guard screen for him. And with eight, with LeBron in the high post, he can kind of decide whether to shoot or to kick it. And uh, it's just it's a little less workload for him rather than running a million pick and rolls, right? Rather than having to rub a guy off a screen and, and get downhill, he could just kind of jab step and pull up into a little bit more of a comfortable shot. And I think that's kind of the place he's going to live in. We'll see against Boston, a team that's going to switch. Oh, actually, no, they're playing Blake Griffin right now. So probably in a lot more drop coverage with wings that are extremely physical in uh, Tatum and Brown. We'll see how it kind of how he deals with that. But it was good to see LeBron have his jump shot going 14 for 24. Again, a game where I thought it was just the most minimal amount of uh, exertion of, of energy, the whole team really. But, you know, LeBron as well, I think uh, doesn't really respect a lot of the, the shooters on Detroit besides Bogdanovich. I mean, was kind of leaving a- anyone to kind of shoot Killian Hayes, all those dudes, they kind of just left him open uh, and, you know, didn't really slide over on help, you know, on help side and stuff like that because it's the Pistons. Uh, Pistons are, I believe, seven and twenty-one coming in. But um, 
but good to see LeBron. I think, you know, we see his health starting to come up a little bit. I think, you know, he's getting to a little bit more of a rhythm after missing those games earlier. And uh, you could see, like, game by game, like, there's a little bit more physicality. There's a little bit more, like, getting to the basket. There's a little bit more, like, being able to take contact and just get right back up. Like, there's a little bit more of that every single game. You could see him get more and more comfortable. And, you know, AD is at, you know, is peaking. It'll be great to, for LeBron to reach that. Um, because again, Lakers four games under 500. The West doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, they're all kind of bunched up. I think some teams are starting to separate themselves. New Orleans, I believe, has won seven in a row. Phoenix is still ahead of you know a lot of teams, and the Warriors, I think, are you know eventually going to pick it up. Um, and so the Lakers got through their road trip. Three and three again isn't great when you're starting where you did. Uh, but again, you know, you win against the Bucks, and then you punt one of those games and another game without AD. So three and three isn't horrible. You won at least the games you're supposed to, right? You win the Detroit game, which was a must win tonight. And they made that a lot tougher than it should have been. But uh, they get that one and we'll see against, you know, Boston. I think this team will get up at least for that one. And uh, we can't start three guards, you know, against Boston. I think that's that's just asking to lose. But, you know, I want to kind of shift over to that because I think, again, Russ not playing in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I went in through, you know, our crunch time numbers um, are very interesting. Uh, so Detroit actually is the worst crunch time offense in the league. Um, they're minus 31.1 coming into this game. They're five and nine, you know, in, in games with crunch time. Crunch time, the NBA classifies as, uh, a game within five points uh, with five minutes left, right? So basically end of game, crunch time, clutch numbers, as, as they call it. Detroit's the worst in the league. Lakers are 28th. They are negative 28.6 net rating in crunch time games. Uh, they are three and seven. So basically the Lakers have blown seven games where it's been close, right? And you're not going to win every single close game, but to be three and seven, in close games is really tough when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis on your team. And to me, I think that's a function of the lineups we play to end the games. I think it's a function also of having very little structure or understanding of what we want to do um, in those moments. And I think, you know, you saw that again tonight a little bit. Uh, again, Darvin Ham decided not to even play Russ in the fourth, um, but he played Dennis Schroeder, right? And I think Dennis and Russ have, you know, similar – weaknesses in half-court offense uh, where they are not respected as jump shooters at all. And uh, I think that's a real issue on a team, again, which is deciding to also close with Patrick Beverly, who closed over Lonnie Walker um, tonight. And again, teams aren't just not respecting a 20% three-point shooter as they shouldn't. And uh, we almost, you know, blew a game tonight. I think more tonight was being lackadaisical with the basketball. But, you know, those are... Uh, if you can't win in crunch time offense, you're not going to win a lot of games. Uh, and I, you know, I've said I think the Russ situation has to be figured out, figured out there. I think the Dennis situation as well. Um, I think Dennis played okay. I mean, but uh, 32 minutes uh, for Dennis Shooter, who you know was a plus 15 tonight. I think you know he did impact the game. I just, I think there's like a decision that has to be made, and I think you saw Darwin Ham make that tonight. Um, couldn't close with both Dennis and Russ. He went with Dennis tonight. Maybe it's Russ another night. Um, but I still think our late-game offense has to kind of be uh, decided there. And I thought Lonnie Walker was just 
saved us a lot tonight, honestly. I mean, it was an extremely slow start again. I'll get into, like, the starters in a little bit, but um, he had, I believe, two threes to start the game that just kind of pumped our offense up before uh, so that, you know, Detroit couldn't, you know, get a lead on us. But, um, again, Lonnie, seven for ten tonight, and all of that just feels catch and shoot or in transition. And I tweeted it as well. So Lonnie, a plus two, 18 points. Uh, is the third leading scorer on the team, uh, was the third leading scorer tonight, 18 for him. Obviously, LeBron and AD combined for 69 um, points. But I think a consequence of Dennis Schroeder starting is uh, it really puts Lonnie Walker into uh, – it puts him off ball for a majority of his minutes. And, you know, early on before Dennis came back um, from the thumb injury, we were running a lot of, like, Lonnie Walker AD screen and rolls and you know Lonnie LeBron screens and to, to me I think Lonnie's our best pull-up jump shooter on the team um no one else can really go to that like he can uh and it's smooth it looks clean it looks right as well when he goes up with it um Russ obviously takes them Dennis Schroeder has an extremely slow release so he has to be wide open like the big has to be in an extremely disrespectful drop almost for, for Dennis Schroeder to take those shots. But I think Lonnie Walker's our best pull-up, you know, jump shooter. And in the NBA, that's an extremely important shot. I mean, that's just, you watch down the stretch of games and you watch just when defenses tighten up, that's kind of the shot you get, right? They want to take away the three. They're going to take away the rim. So what's left? That mid area and LeBron's not really that type of score either, right? We saw LeBron take a floater tonight. Um, I don't think I've seen LeBron make, you know, a one-hand floater <laughs> well, I'm sure he's made one, but that's just not his like game in his shot diet. Russ, obviously not a, you know, efficient mid-range kind of scorer. Um, and Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves, again, maybe he, him and Lonnie are kind of the two best so far. Austin kind of does it by like creating contact. Um, but I think Lonnie's our best pull-up jump shooter. And I think we put our best pull-up jump shooter into purely a spot up and uh attacking closeouts guy and I think that's really limiting limiting kind of him and limiting kind of what our team can be um especially with these just disastrous slow starts and you know again putting Russ on the bench and then starting Dennis I feel like creates very similar issues right and I said on the last space which I forgot to record but um on the last one uh I said that you know LeBron's on this upward kind of road where he's trying to figure out like what he's supposed to be on this team or like what his what he should be doing night to night. And I feel like we're just throwing roadblocks on there um, by starting who we start. And I think that the roadblocks also go on Lonnie's road as well. I think those just it just makes life really tough for him and LeBron. Um, so, you know, Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder coming into tonight, uh, they started six games um, around 90 minutes, which isn't a lot. But I think, you know, to contextualize these minutes, uh, these are a lot of minutes next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So just, you know, contextualize that with these numbers. But six games, 86 minutes coming into tonight. And uh, it might be a little bit better from tonight because, of, you know, Dennis played really well. Um, but, you know, we're a negative 10.4 net rating in those minutes. We're at, we're scoring at a 106.1 offensive rating, which is awful. And then we're also giving up a 116. So it's an awful offense, awful defense. We're minus 10.4. Again, that's with... AD and LeBron on the floor and these are our starting this is our starting backcourt for the first quarter and the third quarter and I think that's just an extremely tough way uh to start games and um I think both of them 
they don't give enough defensive push to you know warrant the offensive bleeding that they that they give us um, on that end of the floor. And I think it's just really tough to start games that way. Um, and you know that's what the numbers say. I'm sure Darvinham has his reasoning, and I get it. You know the, the our second quarters. I think we're like destroying teams in the second quarter. We're like plus 16 coming in tonight. We're a negative in every other quarter, which again I think is just. Um, I think you're just harming. I, I think that's a net negative in the, in the, in totality when you do that. But you know, again, he wants to keep Austin kind of with that second unit. Um, but I think you know Austin is just. I think he's too good to be you know leaving in that role. And he didn't play great tonight. But again, only only six shots for Austin. I think that's extremely low. And again, I think Austin and Lonnie are like our. I think that's where, like, the ceiling of this team can change. You know, those are the two players who are who have kind of outplayed even regular expectation, and that's kind of where you should kind of point your ceiling to. And I think those two guys can kind of help. If LeBron and AD, if AD's gotten there, LeBron, you know, I still have faith that he's going to get to a point, again, 35 points tonight. But, you know, those two, I think you want to kind of maximize those guys as well and kind of see what they can kind of bring you. And... um I think those two are, you know, worth investing time and offense in. And I think it's just really tough. Again, you start, you know, and I've talked about this with Russ as well. It's just conceptually, right, if you have Lonnie Walker, who's been incredible, I think he's shooting 40% from three in the last, like, 10 games. Um, but, you know, like, just conceptually, if you have Dennis, Lonnie, and Pat Bev on the floor, then obviously, like, the two guys who have to space are Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker, right? because Dennis being off the ball is pretty much a waste. He doesn't get respected as a, as a shooter. He did hit one tonight, but just he, they don't see him as a shooter, and he also doesn't take enough volume to be respected as one. Um, and so then he gets, you know, he runs all the actions, and you're just parking Lonnie Walker in the corner, and he has to wait to get the ball. And same thing with Austin Reeves as well, right, uh, in that second unit. So he plays next to Russ a lot. And again, if Austin's the three-point shooter, and obviously you're not going to have Russ off the ball, then he's going to have the basketball. So I think, you know, that's really hurting um, our offense in that situation. So I'd love to kind of see the starters shift a little bit. I'd love to see our, you know, I think, you know, we beat the Bucks with, you know, Troy Brown starting uh, next to Lonnie and Pat Bev. And I just, I think that's a little bit more balanced um, than going with these small guards. But I think, you know, Darvin Ham likes it. And uh, he says he's going to go with it for a little while. I think it's, I think it's tough to win that way, especially against Boston coming up, who's going to just start the two maybe best wing combo in the league in Tatum and Brown. Um, so that's going to, that's going to be a tough game. Um, uh, but the, you know, the Lakers, you know, do get a win. They're three and three. This was an extremely just annoying game to watch. Should have been, you know, should have been one that they put away a lot earlier. Uh, should have been one that was a little bit easier to kind of get to, but uh, they do win three and three is, you know, not great. It's not, uh, I was hoping for four and two, especially after the Bucks win, uh, but hopefully they can, you know, start building. I think uh, the building has to come with health and we're starting to finally get AD and LeBron play some consecutive games together. AD obviously out with the COVID thing, but, and it looks like he's, you know, he's cleared up from that and uh, we'll see how the team goes forward. Again, very interesting Russ. No fourth quarter minutes tonight. Um, and, you know, I think he played really well in that first half. I think we, you know, the Russell Westbrook is, experience is, is, is very, is never, you know, it's never a dull moment. And he was fantastic that first half. I mean, I think he had eight assists, no turnovers. The Lakers went up big, a lot of it because of his 
pushing the pace. He brought, you know, a certain amount of energy that was needed for this game, kind of pumping the team up as well, uh, making high-level reads as well against, a, you know, a bad Detroit Pistons uh, team. But um, eight assists, I believe, no turnovers. And then I believe in that third quarter, one assist, four turnovers. Um, got really in the isolation bag and, again, didn't play in the fourth, which uh, we'll see see how that, you know, goes going forward. But uh, the Lakers win three and three. They played the, they played the Boston Celtics on Tuesday. Hopefully, you know, you can steal that one. The Celtics, the best team in the league or, you know, and be competitive, hopefully in that one. So uh, Lakers win um, and we'll be back with you. You've been listening to the Lakers SBN post game show and we'll be back with you after Tuesday.